right, everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. I'm Chris Baca, and I'm here with El Guapo himself, Mr. Jared Truby, and we are sitting across the table from Frank Law. Frank is a longtime coffee professional and is the GM and partner at the fabulous Copa Vida in Pasadena, California. Hello, Frank. Hello. What's up? Frank. Thanks for coming. Dude, you're down here. Um, So you're the GM and you're a partner at Copa Vida. Um, Fill in the blanks a little bit. What else do you do? Tell people who may not know you a little bit about yourself and where Copa Vida is. Okay. Mm. So uh, Copa Vida is located in Pasadena. We're based out of there and we we opened in 2013. And uh, I guess right now I'm playing uh, or wearing a few hats because we're expanding as we're adding different, you know, streams of revenue. You know, I'm my role is, is expanding, and right now I'm doing a little bit of account executive um, position. So, oh, cool! You know, sales, business, and, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, just getting more accounts for our wholesale department. So that's really new for me. I've never done sales in any in any capacity. Yeah, and roasting is uh, relatively new to you guys. I mean, maybe it's been a year or so now. Or? Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I would say longer than that. Just okay. just just uh, for the fact that we purchased an existing company called True Beans. Right. Not Trubaca, but True Beans. Oh, True Beans. Yeah. Our sister company. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, True Beans was a company based out of Long Beach. And it was actually shared the same building as the SCA building. Oh, whoa. And uh, it's where Clancy Kramer right. is from. And he um, was part of that company for over like five years or so. And we had an opportunity to purchase the company and buy them in. Kind of kind of what Blue Bottle did with Handsome mm-hmm. on a much, much smaller and less sexier scale so right yeah. well handsome no, is a pretty just, sexy company but <laughs> you can't just go to the nah, blue bottle there you've been around the block and a half yeah. um well you didn't you didn't start at copa vita you've been working with coffee for a while mm-hmm. tell the people who are listening a little bit about your journey you know when did you start to fall in love with coffee and you know what's your um so i guess uh thingies i uh started in my uh, journey into coffee 2010 graduated from UC Riverside and um, graduated with a business degree and I it was like the worst time to graduate out of out of college because nobody was hiring and yeah recession yeah. time right yeah and I was trying to apply my business degree and be all you know like businessy but nobody <laughs> was hiring so I I like before I got into college I wanted to be a chef so that that side of things like culinary and there all it that is. Like, was very like drawing like I, I, I it spoke to me a lot but I realized while I was in college that being a chef is not like cooking for your friends. It's like you're in a dark, you're in a room with a bunch of guys and most of the time you're being yelled at, you know. And <laughs> it's so, a long job, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, the um, the things that I love about cooking apply to making coffee. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can tell breezes at Starbucks really love their jobs because they got to, you know, have all these, you know, relationships with regulars. So I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be a barista at Starbucks and, you know, I filled out their dirty page, like, you know, personality questionnaire. And no I was like, way. And, and, but luckily I didn't, I didn't get too far along in the process. And as, as I got a job at this place called Bricks and Scones in Larchmont in LA. Okay. okay. So before, before, uh, G- or Larchmont. Go get yeah. yeah, yeah. Go get them got there. Uh, this was about 2010 and we, uh, that cafe used Intelligentsia. Okay. And I had heard that they they do did good they were hot yeah i i mean i i didn't know to the extent of what they did but Mm -hmm. i knew it was better than starbucks i was like cool i'll work here yeah and that's where i started and then um three months in i got on the on the espresso bar and 
like that that was when i was like oh my gosh this is crazy and like i every morning i would come in and i would just that i would you know do all the opening procedures by myself and then try to spend as much time in front of the bar and just trying to dial in by myself and by yourself yeah yes the best we, always work by themselves it's so killer <laughs> It and is. it was um we were using black cat at the time and i just i remember um when i was dial dialing in I, I would just be like i need to make this coffee as as less disgusting as possible <laughs> as least <laughs> disgusting as possible i love it so that was like my objective i was like how can i make this palatable or you know drinkable and so um, that was the start there. And I remember going to um, or, you know, going on YouTube and watching videos of of, uh, of Kyle dialing right. in the same coffee. Mm. And I was like, this guy is having a completely different experience with the same exact coffee I'm using. Yeah. Kyle Glanville. Yeah, right? Kyle Glanville. Yep. And I had no I, I, I did not understand why. I was like, what is he doing differently that? You know, he's having this crazy experience with the chocolate and nougat and caramel. I was like, I don't get any of that. And so <laughs> I was like, either he has an amazing palate or he's a liar <laughs> or I'm doing something wrong. Right. You know, and so I, I remember I just like kept dialing in, dialing in. And um, there was this one moment where I, I, I had it and it tasted like a Whopper, like the uh, oh, chocolate, yeah. chocolate Whoppers. And then you were there. And I was like, I get him. <laughs> I understand him. And then that's where it started. And then. Soon after that, I met a friend up at LaMille, and uh, when I went to LaMille, that was another spot. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I want to work here. Was and that Eaton Suno by chance? No, it wasn't. Okay. Because uh, he was early yeah, he was he was there. he was there before I got there. Okay. But and where's LaMille for people who might not know? LaMille is, uh, their cafe is in Silver Lake, but they're located in Alhambra, LA. So, yeah. And then um, from there, um, eventually I, I, I left, but... Um, I left and then I went back later as a wholesale um, wholesale trainer. Okay. And then um, in between that time, I worked at uh, Cafe Dulce in Little Tokyo. I remember. Yeah, Dulce gets a lot of love. Actually, I love Dulce. Yeah. Exactly. There are a lot of like going there. Yeah. It's like Dulce. the un unsung hero of LA. <laughs> well, they have good coffee all the time and crazy donuts, yeah. but the staff is so friendly. Yeah. They're like That's really the nice. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, I'm glad that, that they're doing that. So yeah, cool. they've been getting some high fives, so I'm down with that. <laughs> down with the high fives. So okay, wait for so for those who maybe haven't listened, we talk about Kyle Glanville on the Charles Wabinski podcast. But Kyle Glanville is one of the two owners of G and B Coffee in LA, and he was a pretty pivotal um, member of Intelligentsia's LA mm -hmm. presence. He built out, or he he had some of the concept art of the Intelli Silver, not so yeah, Silver Lake store, correct? Silver Lake, yeah, yeah. And so he was big there, and and Intelli's been around for twenty years now. Is that I, true? I Just think they started briefly? in. Um, 97 or 99 with their original french press logo Stumptown so is 99 yeah <laughs> we used to we used to make fun of them when i worked at ritual because we did the big batch french press and they had the french press logo and they're like they use triple urns dude they don't even <laughs> french press coffee why is it in their logo like we're keeping it so real with the french press right now <laughs> dude you're, you just I, I mentioned it briefly but like working alone i feel like there's something special to that happens to people in coffee baristas that worked alone like that doesn't happen often anymore business models yeah. don't work with people working alone mm -hmm. and some of the best if not the best in our industry all came from a job in coffee where they had to work alone at times yeah I, I, that was like for me like the moment i waited for like mm -hmm. in the morning i would get there earlier so i can just open up the shop take care of all the waters the yep. you know setting up of the pastries and all that stuff and i would just get on the bar and like 
all right get this wild is where i start this yeah like, all right let's do this and just and this was before like in 2010 it was still before like everyone was you know weighing shots oh yeah it was just like fill it to the top do you know yep. just, just yeah tap it in <laughs> make it level and then, yeah <laughs> and and pull the shot and hope for the best yeah you know how so. early did you get there before you, you, you like you're supposed to be there at 5 30 and you got there when um, I mean, if we, if we were supposed to, I was supposed to get there by six thirty. I'd get there by like six fifteen. So yeah, you know, just extra get there time a earlier, and just yeah. I have this weird theory that if you're a barista and you're opening and you don't get there early, you maybe shouldn't be a barista. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's everyone's gonna like, hate on that or something. They're gonna be like, this guy's a jerk. But you know what I mean? There's like everyone go. It's Maybe the not for your thing. whole life, but there's like some point in time or like a, a chunk of time in your life to where it's like I did that for years. It's like yeah, I still get there, to get there early. I get there early too. Yeah. I, uh, I I'm not in as early anymore. Yeah, yeah. it kind of fades <laughs> away sometimes. Well, I think I had the bonus to where I didn't work bar production for a long time. And oh, okay. I, I came, I came yeah. back, so I cheated. Okay. I'm like okay. cheating. Then you're back. Now I'm back, and now I'm just like, oh yeah, dude, five o'clock's the jam. It's refreshing because then you get <laughs> so some extra time to play with the and coffee. And I just like put all the chairs down, like yep. exactly like you're saying. Yeah. And then it's just like me and the coffee. Exactly. And I just That's, like it feels so good. I haven't good. done that in a while, actually. Dude, you should it's, do it. You should just come you up here. Go back. And like, Maybe I should just do that like tomorrow. You should <laughs> probably. It's gonna be like feels so the... good. They'll probably freak out. Yeah. Like, whoa, Frank's here. Well, Frank's better button up right now. Exactly. There's something special about it though. You like. It's a good feeling. It's like a really, really like quiet moment, and you just like taste it, and there's like that clarity that comes through on that first shot. It's the so first good. shot, yeah. The first shot's the yeah. best. First shot with the cold burrs and oh. yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody out there. Oh man, you got to get I, I, on I think, this level. I think it was even a little bit more special when we didn't know like what was going on. Like, it is because you're almost chasing the dragon yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, That's um, true. What did I do last time that made it this way? Yeah. You know? Uh, it, I did three settles. Three settles. So. <laughs> three settles and Always two swipes. Three settles, exactly. <laughs> I felt that. I felt the tamper touch. The, yeah, I could feel the metal, the yeah. porta filter on both my fingers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Things are coming it, together. You know, these days it's more like you know, you got your numbers, you got your parameters. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, if it's within if, if it's within your within those parameters, you're usually going to be okay. But now, but back then we just like. We had to like literally look at it and see like, okay, that's a little too much or that's mm -hmm. not enough and just, you know, eyeball it and, and go with it. Yeah. I, I have this weird theory and there's no way to prove this because like you said, we didn't take measurements really. We were just kind of winging it. Um, but I have this theory that like the roasting was also quite a bit more inconsistent back then. I yeah. feel like yeah. coffees like batch to batch were not as dialed in as yeah. they are yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. I for mean, sure. I think the same thing that's happening with with uh, with baristas are probably happening with with the roasters now. Mm -hmm. With you know, with um, what's the app called? Um, Cropster and you know, yeah. just mm -hmm. being able to dial in and and know where you know the roast curve is going. You know, it's so it's so much more consistent now than you know back when I you know I first started. Which is also why you had to work that much harder back then. Yeah, did you get yeah. the next week's roast? It could be totally different. And you're totally just like, different. okay, I have to figure out how to make it taste as best as it can, or yeah. like you said, like as not non disgusting as <laughs> it can. <laughs> so when you're talking specs and scales and stuff for the people who maybe are listening and don't know coffee like us, mm -hmm. um, speak a little bit to what that means, and then also follow up question to that: Who sets those if they are set at Copa Vida? Mm. And what do you use? We're trying to we're talking about recipes all over the place. Like what mm. Chris and I use, we talked about with Charles a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, 
um, I guess for for uh, people who don't, you know, dial in coffee or use scales, we we use scales just so we can understand first of all, like what uh, what's going in and what's coming out, mm-hmm. and also for consistency's sake, right? Yep. So we know um, that it, we can repeat it. That it's something that we can. Um, you know, quantifiably see and, you know, and, and, and record and m- mimic mm-hmm. every single time. Uh, for us, we, um, and it's, it's, it's been a process, you know, when we first started, it didn't start this way, but mm-hmm. now that as we've gotten our voice and, you know, as a company, our, you know, our values are, are, are much more apparent now as we, you know, as we've been in business for two years, we are, are doing a normally recipe. Okay. And so, uh, one to two, Right. Uh, yep. One to two recipe. So um, typically it's 18, 18 grams in, 36 grams out. Yep. Uh, and, you know, they and we give them wiggle room. You know, we can yep. let them go up to 18.5 to 19. We try not to go too much just because our basket size are 17 grams. Yep. Um, La Marzocco Strata baskets. And um, we, uh, we stuck with the normality just because we, as a company, wanted just kind of be approachable in ter- in the terms of in, in the sense that we want to be approachable to the masses yeah right. and i think um you know the ristretto or the lungo kind of speak to a specific crowd of people and you know, for us like the ristretto is great for great as great as a espresso for milk because mm-hmm. it's just super dense and super syrupy so it can it can take in the milk well as well uh, as opposed to uh, lungo where you know it doesn't take in the milk as well because it's just so watery and mm-hmm. it kind of gets diluted and you, you, it just doesn't taste as good yeah and then on the opposite spectrum you've got the lungo which tastes great as an espresso because you've got you know tons of flavors you got there's so much room so you know you're, you're extracting your extraction percentages are higher mm-hmm. but you're also kind of flipping the whole definition of what an espresso is yeah by losing a lot of that body and that texture that people are so commonly like uh, you know associate espresso as to be and normally for us is kind of like right in the middle it's great as an espresso but also has enough body and has enough you know um density and just um the syrupy quality to take in milk as well Mm -hmm. and so and and, you know for us like we we know that over 80 percent of our sales maybe 675 but close to 80 percent of our sales are milk-based drinks yeah you're smart so why are we dialing in coffee so that you know people can enjoy it as an espresso or when most of the times they're drinking it with milk yeah wise my friend charles babinski who was on with us before said pretty much close to the same thing that you're saying too you like the bigger shots are great we sell a lot of coffee, but we sell a ton of milk. Yes. And like people love lattes. They love lattes. They should get a delicious latte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Chris and I are also in the normality team for the very most part. Yeah. Like right about, yeah, we're right, right about a one to two. Yeah. And yeah. just like just slightly over, but, um, I'm also in the camp though, who I think when, whenever Chris and I have a retail shop, we'll probably have an espresso that will be specifically for milk and then an espresso specifically for those. Yeah. I think, crazy. I think, I mean, something that we're also doing is, um, we, um, for us, we have a roasting fo- or kind of an approach to our roasting, um, program and we, we kind of divide it into go enjoy experience mm-hmm. and, uh, and the way we do that. And, and what, what that entails is, is just like a different profile for each, you know, category. And yep. it's also gives people a better experience expectation of what to get into yeah uh, uh, what they're getting into when they're buying coffee and, and it's kind of like for me when i buy wine at a at a market a supermarket store i have no idea what i'm getting into i'm like <laughs> i like i'm gonna spend 10 bucks and it might be a piece of like it might just totally disgusting and i feel like uh, a lot of um you know um people who are getting into specialty coffee have that same experience 
you know, and they're they're like experiencing, uh, or they're 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 buying coffee, but they they're buying coffees that they're not necessarily expecting. Yep. And so with the go enjoy experience model, we we we're kind of giving people be- a little bit of a better expectation of what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. And so our our go profiles kind of entail um, more of the um, chocolates and caramels and nougats. So everything within the low tone sweetness mm-hmm. on the flavor wheel. So within that, and it's kind of it's easy, it's light, it's um, it, it's uh, if we had to kind of capture it one phrase, it'd be. Um, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's gonna right. be good. It'll be good with food. It'll be good yep. with mi- with or without. It's like milk. your everyday coffee. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of our go coffee. So you know, right now we've got two Colombians and a Brazil in that in that category. Uh, our enjoy category is more like um, within the flavor profile wheel would be um, your fruits and your florals. So your you know all the fruits within that within that range and your florals and something that people not necessarily are like used to. But you know, by by saying that it's enjoy coffee, they 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 know it's like okay, it's a quote unquote sour coffee. Mm. So I'm not gonna buy that <laughs> right. one. Right. You know, so that's the enjoy coffee. And, yeah. And if we were, we were to capture that in a phrase, it'd be welcome to the matrix. In, in the <laughs> sense that like, I love for the this. first time you 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 ha- like when Neo gets unplugged and they realize it's the matrix, they're like, whoa, this is this is real life, and this kind of like this is real coffee. This is like what you know what coffee can taste like. And so that's um, that's what enjoy coffees are. Right now we've got uh, two Ethiopians and, uh, and a Rwanda within there. Okay. And an experience is more. It's still something that is not like you know defined like in set in stone for us, but it's something that can be like a celebration of coffee or, or okay. an event driven coffee. So mm-hmm. your geishas w- would fall in that within within that w- world, and um, your uh, your limited um, lot series or your your varietal experiments yeah. would, would fall within that. And it's kind of like the unknown of coffee or, or, or the celebration. Or, or would or, the natural go in there? Um, I, we our our natural Ethiopian or adado is in our enjoy. Yeah. Okay. But um, I mean something like that, like something that's kind of unknown or like something that's not very particular yeah or or, or uh common will fall with an experience gotcha so we haven't we haven't identified one yet but mm-hmm. we're, we're looking for it yeah so that's, speak yeah. a little bit to uh varieties and in and geisha you spoke on those things i mean there's a wild amount of people who don't you know they'll hear they'll read bourbon what's bourbon in this bag you know <laughs> stuff like that and uh i mean honestly like varietals in general are like it's in cultivars it's kind of the tip of the iceberg in knowledge mm. for me. You know, there's so much to mm-hmm. learn there. But so speak as much as you'd like to to that. But th- let the people know what um, what does any of that mean? Well, I mean, varietals are you know like what what we find in all fruits, right? Mm-hmm. We we can see it in, in apples. We see the uh, Fuji apples, the green um, uh, Granny Smith, mm-hmm. your Red Delicious, um, your Washington. So I mean, though they everyone I think understands the idea of varietal. Yeah. They just don't necessarily associate it with. You know, and you know, a totally. lot of fruits. Yeah, well, and, and coffee and specifically, specifically, yeah, right? specifically. And so, um, uh, that's what varietals are. And you know, as as we know, with different apples, they taste very different. Yeah. And the same thing applies to our coffees. You know, they mm-hmm. taste, um, they taste all from a range of flavors, and it's the same fruit, just different varietals. Yeah. So I mean, on the most basic level, you, people in the world may have heard of robusta and arabica. Within Rab- arabica, there's just I mean, at this point, hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of different cultivars in there and varietals. And it's just, hes that's what Frank's speaking to a little bit. And, and geisha, um, for those that don't know, is, is one of the most prized and rare varieties of coffee out there. And geisha mm-hmm. is a cultivar. 
um, like I said, Bourbon. And do you have a favorite? I mean, uh, everybody loves Geisha, but do you have something that you tend to like when you when you go back to coffee, or is is it not quite to that level yet? Um, for me, it's not quite to that level. Yeah, yet. I I don't I'm not like particular to uh, a Bourbon or yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I love Ethiopian heirlooms, but they're mm-hmm. heirlooms, you know. Right. It's like uh, they're what the are best. They? Yeah. They're like, yeah. This is just good. Yeah. yeah. This just tastes freaking delicious. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but I, I have a favorite grape varietal. Oh, do you? Yeah, Let's it's called. It? Uh, oh, it's not. Okay, it's go. It's called the cotton candy grape. Cotton. That's candy a real grape? thing. Yes, it's a real thing. Where can I find it? Uh, I, I, I if you land. look it up online, yeah. you can find a farm that like prov- or is growing it. I'm never it. gonna forget. But it's um, it literally like my wife, you know, ha- had me uh, taste it, and it literally tastes like a cotton candy. Like, That's amazing. Jared really likes grapes, so I love grapes. He's Concord grapes, that. I love. He loves a Concord grape. Yeah, it's okay. got the seeds and it's, it's weird, and, but I just love the flavor. It's sucking <laughs> them out of the skin. It's like a jelly eyeball. Yeah, yeah, I like. It's I the like, best. Yeah. What um, you know, you talked about the go enjoy and experience in the context of mm-hmm. your espresso and your brew ratios for espresso. What do you guys do for brewed coffee? What's your what's your go to there at Copa Vida? So, uh, so um, the go enjoy experience actually. Uh, the reason why I talked about that earlier was because um, we we want to get to a point where we can offer just to go go uh, espresso and enjoy espresso mm-hmm. and kind of let that be the thing instead of yep. like a blend or, or a single origin. Okay, and then that will dictate whether you get you know a, a, a drink with milk or you know, a drink with es- uh, just as an espresso. So an enjoy would just be an espresso. Uh, but we can still dial in, go as an espresso. But uh, going back now to your question, uh, for our brew coffees, we uh, th- so the go enjoy exper- uh, experience model actually came from our service from at Copa Vida. That, okay. that, that, that the flavor profiles was birthed from the go enjoy experience model at, at Copa Vida at the retail store. And our go is um, a, um, a service that we have in the mornings on the weekdays where we, s- we have a, um, a batch brew. And we um, leave a basket right in front. And oh it's, yeah, uh, I've seen that. It's a, it's an honor yeah. bar. It's yeah. an honor bar. And, I've been there when that's we, happening. Yeah, and we just we kind of we kind of let people know that you know it's there for you to take. We just trust that you put the right amount of money, which is the suggested you know price of two fifty mm-hmm. or two dollars if you use your own cup. And you know, as long as they'll they'll trust that we'll put a good product there. Mm-hmm. And so that's go. So that's in the mornings on the, from the weekdays from seven thirty to ten. Um, we'll, we'll do that, and uh, that kind of depends on. It, it just depends, but we're using right now. We're using a Fetco, mm-hmm. um, and then um, for that, so uh, we're using a you know standard sixteen to one ratio there. Mm-hmm. And then um, um, for our uh, enjoy side, we use um, um, the Curtis Seraphim. Yeah, we we're gonna so speak to you on the Seraphim. So yeah, so we're using the Curtis Seraphim right now. We're like one of the first three or four yep. uh, beta testers to use it. And so right now, uh, for the past three months, we've been using that uh, exclusively for our pour overs, and we haven't used anything else besides that. I and feel what like is that's the, awesome. Yeah, yeah talk is, about it. What does the offering list look like? So, it, like how many coffees can yeah, you get? Yeah, so when we first when we first started, we had a uh, pour over station, and we, with that we used we had three coffees always, and then and then a decaf. So it'd be you know three different coffees and a decaf, and you know a customer can choose. But now with the Seraphin, because it, you know, we we can only install two uh, font or you know lamp heads. Yeah, yeah. Or font <laughs> lamp yeah. heads. Is, is there, right. is there a do technical do term for that? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. Brand has lamp head. I don't know. Brand hasn't told me like what it's to be. You know what it's to be called. But I'm gonna tweet him right now. <laughs> the angel shower. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we only had two of, two of those. So we 
um, you know, as, as we were thinking about streamlining our, our flow, we, we were like, well, I think it'd be better just to get rid of um, the third option and just go with two. Mm -hmm. And so now we only uh, offer two coffees. One's a go, one's an enjoy. Mm -hmm. So once again, when people go, uh, I don't know, give me something dark, we'll go. Go. Oh, go. Yeah. Yeah. And then when someone wants something light and fruity, we'll enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's been working out. And, and the way we've dialed it in is we've dialed it in a way where uh, if we get, you know, back-to-back-to-back uh, -back -to -back orders and, you know, two of the orders are, are go coffee and right. one of them is enjoy. We we have it dialed in in a way where we can do a double batch. Yeah. And then um, and then we'll split that and then, yeah. We're going to get some of those, at, some Seraphims at, at um, Castle here in French awesome. Press because of exactly that. The yeah. ability to give good service and not hold up a line just to do a pour over, which, I mean, you can get around it with enough staff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the ability to give amazing service while making an amazing yeah. and, by and the cup. It's been amazing for us in the sense that consistency has been amazing. See, that's like, great. We haven't had a lot of issues with, you know, barista to barista. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, like you can have, you can have an amazing training program, but there's still going to be variance within each barista because human they've beings, been, they've been taught a specific weight before and they're still holding on to the way they like to do things. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, for the Seraphim, we can now, you know, dial it in and it's set. Everyone's consistent. The only downfall is that we, we have grown so accustomed to it that we step away mm -hmm. and you know, the whole purpose of it is to free ourselves so we can engage with our customers. But sometimes we get so caught up with everything else that's happening. We're like, okay, yeah. that's one less thing we can worry Take about. Take the trash out real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, uh, I get you. you. Know, th there has been some some downfalls to it. But, we, we, you know, we're that's part of our, our job to train our staff to be like, hey, still, you know, we still want you to engage with our customers. This mm -hmm. is why we got it. You know, we want to be approachable and welcoming. All right, guys, that wraps up part one with Copa Vita's Frank Law. You are listening to the Cat and Cloud podcast brought to you by the Pull String Press. If you love us, take a moment, log on to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and we will be your best friends for life. Tune back in for part two in just a few days. See you later.